It was worse than canceling Christmas. At least, that was Izzy Chambers' first thought when she got Nell Endicott's phone call. Friday night on the Endicott deck with her Uncle Ben's martinis, grilled halibut, and dear friends was sacred. What was her aunt thinking? Now, Izzy, that's not you talking, May Anderson said. The yarn shop manager had listened to her young boss grumble her way through sorting an entire shipment of bamboo yarn. It's that awful diet soda you drink, Missy. But it wasn't the diet soda that bothered Izzy. It was the lost shipment of walnut knitting needles that the carrier couldn't trace. It was the leak in the shop's roof, and the injured bird that had flown into the display window cracking both the glass and its poor wing. It was the influx of summer people before she was quite ready for them. And suddenly, it all crashed down on her, and Issy felt a need as intense as needing water in a desert to spend Friday evening with friends and family on the Endicott deck. It was tradition, after all. But this Friday night, it was not to be. This week, Nell said, they'd all be at the Sea Harbor Yacht Club, enjoying Laura Danvers' wonderfully planned charity event. Cass Halloran took the news even harder— After putting in ten-hour days checking and baiting traps, banding lobsters, throwing back those that were too big or too small or pregnant, and repairing a nasty gash on the lady lobster's helm, Cass needed the Endicott deck in a most serious way. She was ornery, and she was tired the night she got Nell's message. A volatile combination. But, as Nell knew would happen, Izzy would come. And so would Cass. Bring Gracie Santos along, too, Nell had added. She could use a break from working on her new cafe, and I need one more person to fill the table. Bertie Favazza hadn't offered an opinion, something that caused Nell far more concern than the other's dramatic complaints. Bertie always had an opinion, but in recent days she had been unusually preoccupied. Even Izzy had noticed, and wondered aloud if there was a counterpart to PMS that afflicted 80-year-olds. Bertie was rarely cranky, and always dependable, but for the first time since Nell could remember, she had missed their Thursday night knitting session the night before. "'Laura Danvers is adamant that all the tables be filled for this event,' Nell told each of them. "'I think there will be some press attention, and she wants it to look good.' And then, she had added the clincher. But the real reason you should come is because it's for a wonderful cause. The community center at Anya Angelina Park. Part of it will be used as an activity center for kids. A place for them to go after school if there isn't a parent at home. Only my mother can use guilt more skillfully than you, Izzy said before hanging up. Nell smiled without comment. Her sister... Carolyn Chambers was a hundred times more accomplished in that arena. Nell didn't like to play the guilt game, unless, like tonight, it was for a good cause. Nell slipped into a sea-green summery dress. It felt good against her bare legs. Storing away woolen sweaters and slacks in the cedar closet was a pleasurable task, and she welcomed the lightness of summer clothes. She slipped a filmy lace shawl over her shoulders and walked across the carpet to the bedroom windows. A breeze came in off the sea, soft and caressing, like a lover's touch. The Endicott's master bedroom was in the back of the spacious, airy house, 
and from the window Nell could see the moon reflected in the blackness of the night sea. It was an extraordinary view, day or night, and tonight, for reasons unclear, it seemed especially vivid. The enormous full moon hung just above the treetops, nearly brushing the branches. It was a mysterious moon, a white, shimmering globe, its light blinding against the blackness of night. It was a night for the moon spinners to begin their task. Nell stood in silence, imagining the women of the ancient Celtic myth pulling the silvery strands of light from the sky and winding it on distaffs, until weeks later the waning moon would disappear completely, leaving the world wrapped in a blanket of darkness, the tides quieter, creatures safe from the hunter.'